The Word in the World. You're listening to The Word in the World podcast, a resource to help make the world around you make sense. Let's zone in and share with each other our knowledge, encouragement, wisdom, and understanding. This is The Word in the World. Welcome back to The Word in the World podcast, where we bring you topics, talk, and truth. Everything from the news to the New Testament. What's going on, Jay? Not much, man. Getting late. Yeah. yeah. But I'm still excited to be uh, talking about what we're about to talk about. Yeah. Basically, we wanted to get into what now? What Like, you've accepted Christ. Uh-huh. What now? What's, what's, what happens after that? Yeah. What you do next? Yeah, that's the next That's move? major. Yeah. It's big. That's major. A lot of us kind of look at that first part. You know, it's kind of similar to like how people look at weddings, right? Like the wedding mm. on the wedding day, you know, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But things are just getting started, you know. Yeah. After you accept Christ, like some things, you know, we were instructed to do some things, mm-hmm. but a lot of people don't really know what to do. Yeah, it's a lot of different teaching out yeah. there. It becomes like when you accept Christ, man. I think there's more of a struggle sometimes. Hmm. Because now yeah. you are aware of your sin nature. Oh, yeah. You are aware of your flesh. You are, like, actively trying to please God. And, you mm-hmm. you know, you got temptation and stuff. So, like, yeah. Yeah. You got that whole old way of life. That whole old that self. You, you yeah. know, like, you, you're trying to um, live differently than you have for the past mm-hmm. 15, 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Yep. Yeah, so it's a lot. It's a lot that you are up against. Yeah, that's for sure. And then the enemy, of course, is is trying to convince you that you shouldn't leave mm-hmm. the old way of life in various ways. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. with various temptations and you know different thoughts and things. But and then you have like people who may say like, you know, like, well, I mean, it's even a battle. As if what am I trying to say? Mm. The idea that like okay you've given your life to God now mm. He's gonna work stuff out for you He's gonna like mm. He's gonna be doing all this stuff for you and yeah, yeah He does, but like we do have an active part in it. Wow, you know yeah. we have an active part in you know because when we're reborn when we're regenerated mm. by the Holy Spirit, okay He does that. Yeah, right. there's nothing we ever had to do with the actual being reborn mm. by the Spirit of God. Just like in it just natural. Happens. Yeah, just yeah. like in the natural, mm-hmm. right? But then that's that process. But like sanctification now, mm. that's a different process that the Holy Spirit is doing. Yeah. And you do have a part in that process. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Uh, Paul, in the book of Ephesians, chapter four, he started talking about what this sanctification process looks like. Mm-hmm. And it kind of starts at verse 17. He talks about like like how you once lived and then how you should now be living. Yeah. Right. And so in verse 17, he's like, so I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts, having lost all sensitivity They have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed. Mm. And it's interesting because he's talking about the way we all start out 
You know what I mean? Like we are all prior to Christ living according to our sensuality, mm-hmm. you know, just living for our desires, doing whatever we think is right and all that. But then, um, you know, so he's just addressing like that old nature. And and mm-hmm. I would say mm-hmm. in Christ, you you live like that too because he's he's writing it to believers yeah yeah he's saying like hey man chill with that yeah <laughs> yeah and so he kind of refers back to the teaching right the teaching that mm. the church of ephesus or like these believers mm-hmm. had received when they learned about christ and so in verse 20 he says that however is not the way of life you learned when mm. you heard about christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in jesus you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires Yeah. to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Yeah, man, it's a lot being said right there. Yes, sir. A whole lot. Yes, sir. <laughs> Number one, like the one thing I just I thought was uh, significant, which is kind of a sidebar. But like he's talking about how they were taught about Christ, mm. right? And he was basically pointing to the fact that they were told um, and taught that they were now in this new creation that they yeah. had experienced to be like God mm. in true righteousness and holiness. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, like today with the types of messages that we're hearing currently, are we still being taught you know, that righteousness and holiness part. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like some of us, and we kind of talked about this a little bit last week. Uh, many of us, I'm going to say all of us, right? But many of us are taught like about the grace part of it. And we're not really taught that we are like striving, you know, for righteousness and striving for holiness. And, you know, it is yeah. a process, you know what I'm saying? But it's not like we're not to like rest in sin being dependent on grace, mm. you know, where a lot of us kind of have that. I know I certainly at one point in time kind of had that understanding like, ah, well, all is forgiven because yeah. Christ died on the cross so I can live any way I want to, Yeah, right? But he's pointing to the fact that they were taught specifically when they learned about Christ that they were to now be like God, yeah. holy and righteous. So I thought that was just like very, very significant. Yeah, be holy just as I am holy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he was talking about how, like when he said, uh, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So we're not supposed to be like we were, right? And we yeah. can, we're going to start to talk about exactly what that means. But he also said that the old self, which you are still in battle against, mm-hmm. right? It's being corrupted by its deceitful desires, mm-hmm we kind of started to talk about like deceitful desires a little bit earlier. So what do you think is going on with this whole deceitful desires thing? Well, when we think about the old self Mm -hmm. and its desires, yeah, you could think about it from the viewpoint of like when you, let's say like you were being sexually immoral, right? Mm. That's something that, you know, you had all intentions of like getting pleasure out of. You thought it was okay to do. And it was right and all that kind of stuff. Right. But it was actually, you know, corrupting you and yeah. the person that you were dealing with. Wow. So it's like wow. this it's like uh I mean that's straight up deceit, you yeah. know. Wow. Um and that's that is what the old self or the flesh 
that is how it operates mm -hmm. and totally is going to deceive you with i mean in uh colossians 3 we started verse 5 paul talks about um he says in verse one, if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is mm. seated at the right hand of God. Set mm. your minds on the things that are above, not on things that are on earth. And then if you go down to five, he says, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire and covetousness, which is idolatry. Wow. On account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. Wow. Yeah. So it's like it's deceptive in this way mm. that, you know, you think you because you can you can do those things that he lists yeah. and you can see like earthly prosperity mm -hmm. you know you can be um an evil person and still prosper here and of course sexual immorality will still give you pleasure and yeah. you know wow. it'll it'll make you feel good physically and mentally all that type of stuff mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. an impure life he in your flesh could feel very very good yeah like smoking cigarettes feels amazing yeah you know to some yeah. people all that kind of stuff. Um, even when it comes to other things like, you know, um, road rage, you know, like True. just, just <laughs> getting, getting your anger yeah. out. Like it feels good. Yeah. But it's deceptive. And it says, he's saying here that like, these are things that actually bring the wrath of God on you. Wow. And then he goes down to list the things that are actually of God. And he talks about in verse 12, having a compassionate heart, being kind, humility, meekness, patience. Mm. And then, you know, the word also talks about purity and being holy, like we were just saying. So yeah. it's all these things that are the exact opposite of what does not bring the wrath of God on you. Yeah, I feel like we should almost go back to what you were saying or reading from that scripture and pull out what he was saying we should be doing now. Yeah. So in verse five, he says, put to death what is earthly, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Mm. Um, man, covetousness, which is idolatry. That's a whole yeah, conversation, wow. right? Dang. But, and then in verse eight, uh, he says, put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Mm. Do not lie to one another, saying that you have put off the old self with its practices. And then he goes on in 12. Like I said, he says, put on then as God's chosen one, chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness patience bearing with one another and if one has a complaint against one against another excuse me forgiving each other as the lord has forgiven you so you also must forgive and above all else put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony wow yeah so Man. it's like a stark contrast of everything that you know in our old selves and sometimes in our flesh we we partake in these mm. things that you know like this to me does away with that whole phrase like let go and let god mm. and what i mean is mm. like it's when you become a christian that jesus take the will we got to understand what that kind of stuff means like yeah it isn't like yeah we're not passive all right. of a sudden in yeah. christ like he's these are like instructions he's saying put to death therefore what is earthly in you yeah you know in that ephesians 4 verse he was saying like put to death the old self yeah. like he's, it's these instructions for us to have uh it's an action it's some it's action yeah yeah he's not it's not he's not instructing you to it's not like healing right mm -hmm. because healing is an act of god that we really have no yeah no control over right no work in really you wow. know i mean you you know he does say stuff like you know 
to Timothy, hey, have some wine for your stomach, mm-hmm. stuff like this. So, yeah, obviously take medicine. Yeah. Luke was a doctor, so it's not, I'm not saying being ultra passive, but, like, you're not, you're not doing anything to heal. Yeah. Like, but in these instances, yeah, like, you can bridle your tongue and not, you know, slander someone or have obscene talk come out your mouth, like you saying in verse 8. Yeah. You know, like, there are these, you cannot lie to someone. Hmm. You know, you can choose to do that. Yeah. So, no, being a Christian is, like, very, very active. It's not, like, a passive thing. Yeah. You're making me think he can lessen the temptation. Mm -hmm. But we still kind of have, like, but if if the temptation is still present, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that, it should overpower so we you know right. we have to, like we still have the job to resist it is what i'm saying we still have the job to mm-hmm. you know like act against it we still have the job to put it off yeah you know like like paul is saying like uh, as mm-hmm. you were talking about colossians i was glancing over at ephesians again mm-hmm. and he says therefore each of you must put off yeah and then he says you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor you know yeah. and it's like Oh nah man, it's it's this required effort. Like <laughs> whether you attempted to do so or not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it requires that effort. And in First Corinthians ten and thirteen, it says, No temptation is overtaking you that wow. is not common to man. Yeah, wow. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But mm-hmm. with the temptation he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Yeah, wow. So it's like it's almost saying like there's never a time when you can go to God and say, Hey, I, I had yeah. I had to sin as a believer. Right. As a believer. You're not a slave yeah. to sin anymore. Wow. You know? Yeah, that's powerful. You're not overcome right there by sin to now where you have to obey it. Yeah. Jesus died for that. So there are no excuses that we can make for sin, like like we are held accountable for our sin after Christ yeah yeah you can't just you can't how as a believer with the Holy Spirit you how can you go to God and say like well I had to sin yeah that's almost telling the Holy Spirit like you you had no power over this yeah it's like no that he's clearly telling you like in every single temptation he'll also provide a way of escape Mm. that you'll be able to endure it this kind of like leads me to the rest of uh Ephesians 4 where like uh in verse 26, he's commanding us, he's like, in your anger, do not sin. Mm-hmm. Like, do not let the sun go down Like, while you're still angry. You know, don't give the devil a foothold. Mm-hmm. Like, those types of things, man. I'm about to, I'm about, I gotta just read the rest of this. this okay. good. He's like, therefore, this is 25, like, therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. And then mm-hmm. 29 says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes back to what you were just saying. Like, it doesn't mean that we're not going to want unwholesome talk to mm-hmm. come out of our mouths. It doesn't mean that we're not going to be tempted in that way. It's just, no, like, you, but you have power over it because of the Holy Spirit that you have now to bridle your tongue, mm-hmm. like you just said, right? So 29 says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, which is a very, very, very hard yeah. thing to do, <laughs> man. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, yeah. that it may benefit those who listen. 
and do not grieve. Like we've never really talked about like like the tongue. We're gonna have to get on that, yeah. on that soon, man. But uh, yeah, especially we've been talking about how we're gonna do an episode about the heart, and between those two, we get to talk about how the heart and the tongue is actually connected. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> but anyway, verse thirty says, "And do not grieve the Holy Spirit." of God what do you what do you think that means when you see that do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God what did he say after that he said with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption get rid of this is going into 31 now but he says and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption like with that we got to just look up the, the definition of the word grieve wow and the definition of the word grieve just means like to cause great distress mm-hmm. to hurt to wound to upset or devastate yeah right so like by our actions mm-hmm. <laughs> we can devastate the holy spirit and i think in verse 31 he's letting you into what it means How to grieve the holy spirit yeah like wow let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you mm. along with all malice but be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. Wow. It's like those other things literally yeah. grieve God. Like yeah. When you look at that list, yeah. y- you you see the the things that Christ was up against. Mm. Bitterness, mm. wrath, anger, clamor, wow. slander, malice. Yeah. Those are all the things and more that killed Christ. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's obvious that they would grieve the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, by us doing that kind of stuff. I wanted to also say, like, when I was saying, like, you you can't say to God, like, I had to sin. Mm-hmm. I guess I wanted to speak to God's sovereignty. And I'm not saying that God God knows everything. So he n- knows when we're going to sin or not. So I'm not saying that, like, I'm not, I'm not taking it from that aspect of, like, like Judas mm-hmm. was Judas. His sin was predestined. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not. I'm not saying that. Hmm, what am I trying to say? Like, God knows everything, and He knows your you you sinned before you sinned. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying like uh, when when I say like, "Hey God, you know, I couldn't not sin." I'm not taking it from the viewpoint of like God and His divine sovereignty and ordaining things to happen and knowing and allowing sin to happen i'm not saying that like your sin like blindsided god or something like that right Right. i'm saying that even though he knew it was gonna happen Mm -hmm. you still can't be like well that's what like well god this was part of your plan so i was gonna sin anyway you knew i was gonna sin like no 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 you're still accountable yeah. For your sin. I didn't make you sin. Yeah. That type of thing. Yeah. Because that's a, I've, I've had conversations with people who say that kind of stuff. Like, well, uh, you know, since God knew every, knows everything, yeah. and he allows everything. Like, he knows when I'm a sin, so what's the big deal? So I know you're still accountable for it. Though. Right. He doesn't make you sin. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that one though. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's, that has to, that's a whole conversation that yeah. has to be explained because it's like, okay. God, if God created, you know, Satan, and if God, you know, knows every like, yeah, that's a whole. Yeah, well, that's good stuff, though, man. That's some stuff we can get into. Yeah. 
But yeah, there is an active diligence. Yeah. That we are supposed to be like constantly trying to be holy. Yeah. Like and righteous in and righteous. everything that we do. Yeah, and and you you kind of see this this like underlying theme of what that means mm. too, though, and it's you know something, and it's it becomes obvious that it's all rooted in the two commands mm-hmm. that Jesus gave, which is love God and love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And so all these things like be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another and get rid of bitterness and rage and anger and all that. He just, he's trying to tell us like, nah, like you're supposed to love one another now. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess we're going to get into it soon, you know, about like what <laughs> love is, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's, it's rooted in love. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how much further we want to go like with <laughs> with this episode. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, we'll talk about that. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. <laughs> but I guess like one of the things that like we as believers have to start to ask ourselves is do we really know what love is? Yeah. Like what does love truly look like? Like yeah. we're quick to use that word. We like throwing it around, you know what I'm saying? But there's a definition of love or at least a way that love should look let me yeah. put it that way that is defined for us in the word of god and when it doesn't look like that it loses both its value and its intended impact mm-hmm. right and so we kind of need to start to look at what the word says love should look like mm. you know and not not lessen it and water it down you know what i'm saying with with our own meanings yeah. and things like that you know yeah maybe we can get into that Next yeah, episode, next episode. Yeah, but uh, if you're not actively working to do these things, and it and it could sound like normal stuff, like mm. that every human being should be doing, because we should. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But yeah. like, the difference now, though, for believers is like we have no excuse. Right. You have no excuse because God is empowering us to be compassionate, kind, humble, patient. You yeah. Know? So when we and it's to go deeper like it's a heart thing even when mm. even when we are angry at someone in our heart mm. you know jesus says stuff like you know when you you say to, what does he say like you say to your brother rock up rock yeah, yeah like you even when you you know curse somebody in your heart and tell them like you know you stupid or mm. this dummy like that type of stuff yeah. like god is saying like nah like you're 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 killing that person mm. like it's murder that's murder you know what i'm saying yeah. so it goes much deeper and we kind of get clouded a lot, I think, with with a lot of the messages mm-hmm. that are out there now and a lot of the portrayal of what our relationship with God should look like. Yeah. And a lot of it is about being blessed and our well-being and all mm-hmm. that. And all that stuff is good. But, like, there's this big part of, like, holiness and righteousness yeah. that is heavily talked about in the word apart from like um all the blessing yeah yeah you know that's in term because that stuff comes right you know yeah but like the the it's hard to get up and talk about our responsibility yeah because now we gotta if i'm preaching to you yo bro don't be lying don't be doing this we should be doing this we should be doing this Mm -hmm. i better make sure i'm doing that stuff right you know yeah but you know i could talk about being blessed all day yeah tell you about getting your blessings all day wow because i could just you know i could literally (laughs) steal some money from somebody right now yeah and have something to show for it and tell you look look at what god's doing yeah 
but yep. this wow. other stuff is different. Yeah. yeah. You, we also, I guess when we do start to talk about it, you will be able to talk about how not loving is actually a hindrance to you. Mm. You know, like if you yeah. don't put the heart thing first, it's actually hindering, you're hindering yourself. Yeah. You know, as far as like your relationship with God and what you can even expect to get from God or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So like those blessings that we get concerned with, we be dealing with the wrong part of it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? We be, we be trying to look at like, uh, we be trying to think about, you know, like I'm, I'm laughing at my English. Like we be trying to think oh. about, <laughs> but we thinking about what we want to get from God. Yeah. Not realizing that there's a particular way he has structured things, you know? Yeah in order for you to ever receive anything from him. Mm. You know what I mean? He's like, there's certain scriptures where he says, don't even approach me. Yeah. You know, in so many words, if you don't have things right with your neighbor or mm -hmm. your brother, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So it's like, we got to figure out, you know, we can't just be like, Hey God, I'm, I'm looking for a blessing. We got to figure out the, the method by which blessings come. And I'm not saying that we should be trying to figure out a formula yeah. or anything like that, but there is a particular way that he wants us to live prior to blessings coming your way. Yeah. You know? Cause the, I mean, he's, he, the Bible is about him restoring his people. To right. Him. Yeah. And he's saying stuff in Ezekiel, like, you know, I will give you, I will take your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Yeah. Like, and Ooh, that's, you know, that's it's like, so it's, right there. it's a lot of, it's so much more then you know our our well-being is important yeah but it's so much more than that so much more it's so yeah. much more than that like, i even like like that scripture right there i love that scripture because it's like when he talks about a heart of stone mm -hmm. he's talking about like a dead a dead heart mm -hmm. right a heart of flesh has blood in it life in it mm -hmm. you know like the difference is that one is dead towards you know like the things of god mm -hmm. whereas the other is totally alive for the things of God, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? One, the, the person that doesn't care about the things of God would treat his brother like anything, mm -hmm. and he'd treat God like anything. But the person mm -hmm. who's alive, you know, whose heart is alive from God's perspective, he cares about the things of God, you know? He cares about his brother. He cares about what God cares about, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That's what God considers to be, like, alive. It's, yeah. so, it's so incredible, man. Yep. But yeah, so. I don't know. But yeah, so we got some things <laughs> we're going to talk about next time around yeah i hope we hope we talk about them. yeah hopefully so you never know we might get sidetracked but yeah for real we we want to get into the whole heart yeah conversation. it's really really serious it's really serious mm -hmm. hopefully this was like helpful you know in figuring out life after christ you know yeah. what I mean? even though i don't even like how that sounds <laughs> i know you know but a way of life after accepting christ yeah yeah like because we don't we're not we're not to just go on living however you know right. like oh i'm this is just how i am you yeah. know i'm saved now Oof. but you know i'm just going this is just me yeah the old self was where you could say that kind of thing mm -hmm. you know like this is the way i am mm -hmm. but no we are to be christ-like yeah now. like god mm -hmm. in righteousness and holiness like that is the new creation that is what it's supposed to look like yeah so let's not let's not get that twisted. Yeah. Yeah. If it ain't if it ain't lining up with that, then we tripping. We tripping. Yeah, we ain't we ain't doing it right. Like there, <laughs> you can't you can't say like, man, you you know you know that's how I react. Mm. There ain't no room for that no yeah. more. That's over. That's over. Over like, for. Nope. Oh, you know I just you know I just like doing that. Yeah. Huh. 
It's over. Yeah. <laughs> but the but the thing is, man, you you should we should we should like enjoy that it's over. Yeah. We should enjoy that. Hey, I'm changing for the mm. better. Like, yeah. It shouldn't. It it should grieve us to an extent to be gratifying the old self. You mm. know. Wow. The, wow. There should be that's repentance, right? It's like, yeah. God, I'm I'm truly sorry for you know my my greed. You know, like yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give, give back whatever and turn from it. Like, wow, you know, yeah, dude. It's like that's that active, not passive stuff. Wow. I feel like we're rambling, yapping. <laughs> All right, we done. I think so. All right. All right. Later. <laughs> Thank you guys for checking out this episode of the Word in the World podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and repost with the hashtag, the Word X the World podcast. Also, we'd love to hear from you, so please send your questions, comments, praise reports, and testimonies, basically any and everything. We just want to talk to you guys. Send everything to contact us at thewordxtheworld.com. Have a great week, and be sure to check out next week's episode. Peace.